Welcome to At the Window with Dementia. I'm Laura Banner, and I'm your host. When we think about pets and those living with dementia, we typically think about the companionship that a pet can offer, how their cuddles can provide a sense of security for your loved one, how having them around fosters just a a sense of purpose. And just being around a pet can provide a sense of, of companionship and ease that sense of loneliness. But what happens when the pet is gone? Whether because of inability to care for them, or perhaps your loved one is being moved to a residential care facility that doesn't allow pets to be there. Or what if your loved one's pet isn't there because the pet is passed? In my household this past week, we were filled with extreme highs and extreme lows. Towards the end of last week, we thought that my mother who lives with us would have to put her fur baby down. He wasn't eating. His activity level was reduced. He's almost 15 years old. And my mom thought that maybe it was time. Maybe it was the kind, compassionate thing to do. So she made an appointment with her vet. And if any of you have had the awful experience of putting a pet to sleep, you know, before they do it, the vet will give your pet an exam. And they did that for my mom's dog. And the most amazing thing happened. My mom was told that in fact, her loved one, her pet Coco did not need to be put down. That the problem was that he wasn't eating because his mouth was so sore. So they ran some usual blood work just to make sure there was nothing else that they weren't aware of. And they told her that if the blood work came back fine, that with her permission, they would proceed with pulling his teeth. And then he could go home and from here forward, she would just need to provide him with a soft diet because he would no longer be able to chew. She was elated. Her pet Coco is not a pet. It's her best friend. They go places together. They watch TV together. They cuddle together. If she's gone for too long, she feels guilty. She knows that he's waiting for her. And truth be known, she can't wait to get back home to him. And that was definitely one of the highs of the week. Unfortunately, we had another experience last night. What happened was my daughter and son-in-law have been living with me and my husband while their house was being ready for them to move in. They just closed on it uh, last week. And they have two dachshunds, and one is two years old, and one is almost four years old. And the two-year-old is scared of her own shadow. And so she really doesn't like to leave the room except to go out and do her potty outside. And my daughter and I were out most of the day yesterday. And so when we came home, my daughter took the two-year-old dachshund out and it was dark. And my husband was outside and he was cleaning some things up 
and there was a loud sound. It was not intentional, it just happened. And it spooked her dog, who never wanders from her, is never more than two feet from her ankles. But because it was dark, my daughter couldn't find her. The dog ran from the sound. And so she ran in the house, and her mother-in-law happened to be here as well. We all went outside with flashlights and calling for the dog. She was sure that the dog ran into a wooded area, and so we scoured the woods. She called her husband, who actually was at their new home with his father, and she told him what had happened, and he rushed home. It's just about a ten-minute drive from our house. And the unthinkable happened. As they drove down the street, ready to make the turn onto our driveway, there in the middle of the road, they found their dog, lifeless. Their two-year-old dachshund had been hit by a car. No one stayed. The driver may not have realized it was a dog, may have thought it was a possum, I don't know. I would hate to think someone would hit an animal, a domestic animal, and leave. So quickly, my daughter's father-in-law jumped out of the car and scooped up their little dachshund in his arms. As my son-in-law drove down the driveway to tell my daughter about this horrific news, and she fell to her knees, and she... she howled, just let out the most awful cry. We were all crying. We buried her dog, their dog. We had a, a little funeral and said a prayer. And now it's been just shy of 24 hours, and we're all completely numb. Maybe in the background you can hear a little high-pitched cry. That's their four-year-old dachshund. Normally when I do these podcasts, I don't have anyone in the room. But I didn't want him to be alone, and my daughter and her husband had to go to their house. And believe me, it took every bit of energy they had to go. As I said, we're all just numb. Going through the motions today. This sweet two-year-old dachshund had found her way into our hearts. And there's so many thoughts that have been going through my mind today. The pain, the pain I have in my heart, not only because of the loss of the dog and how she died, but the pain of seeing my daughter and my son-in-law with their bloodshot eyes from crying all night and struggling to make it through today. I also thought about how many people out there have fur babies that they love. And if you've ever lost an animal, you know the pain. And not that we can rationalize it or make sense of it, but for those of us who don't have dementia, there is a level of understanding Pain, yes, but we can, we can understand 
that as awful as it is, that our fur baby's not here anymore. But what happens when someone with dementia loses their pet, their fur baby, their best friend? How do they make sense of it? It leaves so many unanswered questions. Perhaps your loved one has feelings of guilt, not well-deserved, but nonetheless there. Maybe they're confused. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they, they don't remember that their loved one is no longer here, that their loved one, their fur baby, has died, and they keep looking for their loved one, their fur baby. One thing is for sure, and that is that it leaves a huge void in their life, just like my daughter and son-in-law's dog is leaving a huge void in our life. When we lose a pet, we lose a family member. We lose a companion and we lose a best friend. And the same is true for those living with dementia. But again, depending on how advanced their dementia is, they may not be able to make sense of it. And so that pain is everlasting because they have to keep reliving that loss as we gently tell them that their pet is no longer here. And it's heartbreaking to tell them that their pet will not be coming back. Pets have a way of securing a forever place in our hearts. We need to all remember how much of an impact our fur babies can have on our life and also on your loved one's life. So if your loved one living with dementia has a pet, please be mindful. If something should happen to the pet, whether they need to be rehomed or if they pass, that this is going to rock their world far beyond what we can understand. Words cannot provide comfort for them because they can't remember it. They can't understand it. And that logical, rational thought, as painful as it is for us, makes absolutely no sense to them. So if you're listening to this podcast... And if you have a loved one with dementia, and if they have a fur baby, take a moment and just reflect on how important that pet is to your loved one. Anyway, my family will get past this. We'll never forget her, but hopefully the pain will ease. It usually does. I just wanted to share this story with you. I thought it was so important because I am such an advocate of pets and and people with dementia. I have seven dogs of my own. 
I love them with all of my heart. My house is usually crazy. But the truth is, no matter how much I might complain about it, I wouldn't have it any other way. I hope this helps a little bit. Something to think about. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I release new episodes every other Tuesday morning. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.